Welcome to the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast, episode 164. Coming up on this episode, Timmons looking good in the Leafs' first preseason win. Klingberg leaves the game with tightness, probably a groin. Looks like the Leafs will have at least two prospects on the Team Canada for the World Juniors. And me and Dale, we're going to rank the seven Canadian teams from worst to the best. All this and more coming up on episode 164 of the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast. Leafs Nation chatty is all horned up for the cowboy, Easton Cowan, and our boy, Bobby McMahon, jammed up his groin not once, but ooh, twice last season, but says his groin is nice and loose now. So we've got a horny cowboy and a loose groin. Let's hit the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget, follow us on social media at the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the, uh, at the Tip in oh, Pod easy there. on Twitter. And email us, tipinpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us your questions, comments. We'll get to them right here on the podcast. Dale, what's going Chad, on, buddy? You get he's, Dale's fun. all horned up for the Blue Jays game. Oh, man, I can't wait. For that well, I mean, they've been they've been losing, right? So look, we're we're recording this just as the third game of the series starts with the Yankees here, seven o'clock on Thursday night is when we're recording this. So Jay's got to win a couple more here to get in. More on that maybe towards the end of the show here. But I wanted to say, guys, look, please like the video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to be bringing you the best Leafs content all season long, guaranteed. We would really appreciate your help in trying to grow the channel. With that, Chatty, I would like to say, did you know that Easton Cowan's nickname is Cowboy? I did not know that, but I did see him coming into the arena with a glorious cowboy hat on. Oh, I didn't hat. I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, he no. Had, he was wearing maybe I don't know if he was coming into the arena. I just saw a picture of it. I figured he was going to the arena, but he had the cowboy hat on. And it was one of those cowboy hats that you may have seen in a flick or two back in the day. What that's like this the type of cowboy hat we're talking about. What a little beauty this guy is. So we're talking about a cowboy here. We're also talking about Bobby McMahon, our boy, a.k.a. Vinnie Mac, Bobby McMahon. He did a little presser, and he talked about uh, what was plaguing him last season and what his hopes are for this season. Let's just spend a little second here on Bobby McMahon. Here's a little clip of McMahon telling you all about it. Ready, Chad? I'm ready. Um, it's, it's keeping that focus and knowing that it will come um, and just trusting that I'm doing the right things. And some days it's up, some days it's down. But um, generally the trend has always been um, I'm getting better and that's that's where I'm at. Uh, I think just sticking to my strengths. And I think I know that's my speed, my shot, and just getting in on the forecheck. And 
that's going to be my bread and butter. That's going to be how I make an impact um, if I'm able to, to make the squad, and that's what I'm going to stick with. I think number one was just getting healthy. Um, I wanted to feel good because when you feel good, you're not thinking about am I hesitating to take a stride out there? Is it going to hurt this way? Am I hurting this morning when I get up? I think feeling good and then knowing and trusting my skills will take over after that. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was in end of October last year with the Marlies. Um, just took a hit in the boards. Uh, jammed up my groins. Um, one of my adductors uh, slightly tore and that, that's just a long process because there's not necessarily a lot of blood flow there or whatever it is. Um, for me it, it took a, a lot of healing and um, I had it bother me all season last year so I never quite was 100% last year so that was that was a battle and then just took another hit um, in Long Island there and same thing happened. It was exact same spot on the ice actually too. Um, same impact on the boards and jammed up the groins again. Uh, the, the knee was also in there. Uh, there's an MCL on that same hit and the groins, but the groins was what delayed me coming back. The groin or the knee healed pretty quick. The groins are what plagued me throughout the, the summer. Jeez. How many Jeez. times we should have did an over under on how many times he was going to say groins. Jeez. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to get the blood flowing to your groin. You put, you put that on right there. <laughs> Oh, nice. I love that. That's yeah, the that, cowboy hat I was talking about. That'll get the blood flowing to the ground. That's from before he was drafted. That's like junior. That's his like, er, yeah, okay, okay. That's um, the only one I can find, but he's got other ones. Easton Cowan, the cowboy right there. So <laughs> there you go. So we got Leafs Nation all horned up for the cowboy, Easton Cowan, who's not going to make the team, folks. Sorry to tell no. you, he's just not. Uh, but Bobby McMahon. What a good story. Bobby McMahon and his groins. His groin situation, clearly he just explained there better than we could ever explain it. And we're oh groin God. professionals. Yeah, no, he's definitely spent a lot of time researching his groin. So like I, I said off the top, Chatty, we got a horny cowboy and a loose groin, finally, for Bobby McMahon. So that's uh, nice to see there. But anyway, so look, is Easton Cowan going to make the team? No, he's not. But more on him a little bit later. Is Bobby McMahon going to make the team? potentially not for sure i would say 50 50 chance at this time what do you think your chances are what do you think the chances are of bobby mcmahon like we haven't seen him in game action i i'm expecting he's going to get in this weekend in the back-to-back -back. it'll probably be i don't think it's 50 50 i thought i think it's a little less than that less. but he'll actually make the team okay. but will bobby mcmahon play on the team this year 100 oh yeah for he's sure he's gonna get game action but yeah, having the groin injury being a little behind and not having a, like a locked up roster spot to begin with, it's going to be tough for him. We'll see how it goes, though. You know what it's like coming off a nasty groin injury. Oh, forget it. There's no it, blood. No, he said no circulation, no blood flow. No, if you have blood flow in the groin, give must me have a been a, must have been an absolute nightmare for this guy. That in is more in more ways than one yeah. last season. Like, would you rather be blind or have no blood flow to the groin? That's a serious toss-up. A serious toss-up. Um, okay, one more thing before we get to some of the headers. Uh, yeah. Bertuzzi. I don't know how much you've caught of like the pressers the last couple yeah, of days or whatever. Yeah, okay. I've watched some of them. So Bertuzzi doesn't give. Mark Masters was answer or was asking like Mark Masters, right? Like some law ball, some law balls out there. Like he's asking about like his how he wears the tongues out of his skates or whatever like weird shit then he gets into like just dumb questions like just talk about fucking hockey man but this one caught my eye this one caught my eye he start mark master started asking bertuzzi about 
how he taped his stick. Did you see any of this? I didn't see this. Do you oh. have the clip? No, I don't. Oh, I'm just okay. going to have to explain it to you. Okay. Bertuzzi says, he said, I don't like to tape my twig. <laughs> okay. I don't like to tape the twig, specifically the knob. The knob. He doesn't put, he puts a little, you know, in the, the graphite sticks now or whatever they are like how there's like they cut they cut it off so there's like a at where the knob would normally be there can either be a hole or you can patch the hole over you know yep. what i'm talking about yeah i know so some guys like to put some tape over top of the hole or some guys just leave it open whatever he apparently he puts a little strip just over where the hole is no knob no tape at all nothing really nothing he doesn't he puts a little bit of tape on his blade not the top not he doesn't tape the blade all the way around just a little bit of tape on the shaft so this so just to sum it up before i throw it to you because i gotta get your comments on this i can't i've been waiting for this all day yes he does not tape his knob at all he refuses to tape his knob and he only puts a little bit of tape on the shaft tell me what you think about this. did he just go up even higher in our books he definitely went i mean that's all natural right there that's what that oh, is he doesn't God. like it sticky that's okay no it's not everyone likes a sticky knob and a sticky shaft just a barely little bit any barely any grip at all yeah that's pretty awesome just is a little bit of tape over the hole i couldn't <laughs> he just likes to tape the hole yeah over, that's but he doesn't want any fucking tape on his knob and he just a little tiny bit on his shaft so this guy to me that says this guy likes a loose loose grip oh yeah very loose like very nothing, loose grip. nothing tight about it very yeah. loose yeah anyway anything that's else absolutely that? I, legendary I, I just, on bertuzzi i just hey, i don't was... blame him for wanting a loose grip <laughs> it can be can be real nice sometimes to have a loose grip just a little bit of tape over the hole some guys like to grip the knob a little tighter and they wouldn't mind it a little tighter on the shaft in the shaft on the shaft well, too, right some guys go overboard some, some guys can, might want to put, put two can, hands on it yeah you can put too much on the knob too much on the shaft and it's just too tight too so tight. I, I like this i like this bertuzzi guy well, i like his hair i like his tape job Matthews, was, Matthews was talking about like how it's it's crazy. He's never seen anything like it. Like he's never seen anybody <laughs> with like a looser grip. He's like he's crazy. He's and he was talking about his flow and like the whole thing. Anyway, it was great. But I just I had to bring That's that awesome. up because had to bring that up because I it's just so unusual. But it fits Bertuzzi to a T because he seems like he that cat beats to his own drum. That's for sure. Yeah. No tape on the knob, barely minimum on the shaft. I love it i absolutely love it for shout what, out what a beauty this cat's gonna be so connor timmons looks absolutely incredible in the least first preseason win against the buffalo sabers in wherever the hell they were on wednesday night where where were they just outside of london i what's like i don't even was know it saint thomas yeah it's something like that i think um joe thornton arena or whatever um would have been nice to see joe was joe there i didn't i didn't see him i don't know was he there i didn't i didn't see any of the, if they did like a pre-game thing i didn't see that but yeah it was saint it was saint thomas wasn't it i don't know yeah i think it, you're you're in oh no west west lorn west lorn okay whatever it was hockeyville whatever i don't know why i thought i, I, I don't know anyway I think West Lorne won and then they played in St. Thomas. I don't know. I did stop following the Kraft Hockeyville thing. 
It used to be like a huge thing that everyone would get behind. And now <sighs> you know I what? can't remember who wins or who loses. I, I think it would have been super, like very small, very tight arena. I think it would have been super. They did send Tavares. They did send Cowan. They sent Domi. But I think they it would have been, it's just outside of London. I think it would have been really cool if they sent all the former London Knights. There was one missing in particular, and that was Mitch Marner. Like, I just think there is, it just, yeah, that's been, true. Yeah. I never thought about that. It just would have been cool to be like all the former London Knights. Here you go. They had Domi in the lineup. They had Tavares. They had uh Easton yep. Cowan. Like it, to me, just like, it would have been cool to be like all the former guys that played for the London Knights. Here you go. Here's your, here's your game, but yeah. not how it shook out completely, but they did have a few former London Knights in there. But anyway, the Leafs get their first preseason win. I believe it was a, it was a five, three victory. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on the score, but Timmons, two goals, two assists, four point night. What are the, he looked incredible. He was letting it go from the blue. I know it's a preseason game, but he was let, like, if you want to talk about a standout, here's a guy who is the fucking Connor, the, the Connor Timmons show. He's letting it go from the point. Like what are the chances other than the seventh? defenseman we'll get to Klingberg here in a second but is the only chance Timmons has here Chad is making this roster as the seventh D barring injury or could he potentially like I know he's not beating out Klingberg for a spot that's not what I'm saying here but where, where are you at with Connor Timmons Connor Timmons go ahead look I'm not gonna go crazy because he had one great preseason game but their defense is pretty weak also he, they won five they won five two five two um, sorry yeah, so if we look at it, like, you got Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Klingberg, McCabe, Lilligren, Giordano, and then Connor Timmons. If you can find somebody to bump out, who is it? That's the question, right? Like, their defense isn't isn't that strong, but he's probably the lowest on that totem pole, I would say. Like, dude, like, I, I just, I guess what I would say here is, like, why... And, and he's going to play. I think he makes it here. I'll you think say this he makes first. it out of camp, like playing opening night. No, I think no. he bar, barring injury. No, I think he makes it out of camp as the seventh D. Yeah, That's how sure. I see it. I don't even think there's anybody else in the mix for that seventh D spot right but now. You're talking like he's going to play like, well, well he's like, going to be higher than that. Well, just let me throw this at you. Like why? Like, that was a hell of a game. I know it's a preseason game, but guess what? Guess who hasn't had a game like that yet in preseason? Well, I don't know. Your bottom pair, Lilligren and Giordano. So why do why does, why does Lilligren and Giordano automatically get 5-6 when Timmons got a four-fucking-point night? It's no true. And, it, and you know what's funny is that people – I was people will always be like, well, you know, Lilligren's young. You got to play him. Whatever. Like, Lilligren's 24. Timmons is 25. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? And they're, they're both right there. They're right they're there. Both right-handed shot defensemen. So yeah, if one of them's not performing, I don't I don't see why Lilligren would get the upper hand. Just because he was a higher draft pick? Doesn't make any sense. You know. They both know, make around the same money. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I, I see what you're saying here. See what I'm saying? Maybe like, if, if Lilligren and Geo aren't going and they can't get it going throughout preseason and Timmons keeps this up, maybe he moves into that five six role. I don't know. I we'll, could see we'll, it. We'll see. Guys, if you're watching on YouTube here, let us know down in the comments below what you think. Lilligren, Giordano, Timmons, who's in the mix here? What, what, what are your thoughts? Like, I know you can't decide it off of one game, but 
He no. looked really good. And Giordano and Lilligren, when they played, just eh, you know? Right. Like, but we're still early into preseason. 100%. But so you let's gotta, see. Once they make some cuts and once they start playing some tougher opponents, um, let's see. And things start tightening up, as they say. Let's see how Connor Timmons does. Because well, last, last year he he had some ups and he had some downs. So of course, but the guys the, the guys had a huge uh, history of injuries, so the, he's trying to get work his way back and stay healthy and all that. So all I'm saying, I'll leave it on this with Timmons, is that look, if this guy continues to have nights like that, how can you ignore it? Like you got to give this guy a shot. He was a high draft pick that didn't work out because of injuries. Now he's in the least organization. Yeah. Give the guy a fucking chance. If he continues if he to play like that, this. of course. Like yeah, you can't you can't ignore that. He will. He will get a chance to play if he continues this. But at the same time, I don't think his rope is as long as Lilligren's. Like I think if Lilligren just has a decent to above average, like a little bit above average preseason, he'll get that spot. Here, here, okay. So here's where I would go with that is that this is clearly going to be Giordano's last year in the league. Who knows? They've got Klingberg on a one-year contract, Brody on an expiring contract. Does McCabe have a year left after this? Or is, is Riley the only one that's got a contract after this season? Like, there's a lot of expiring deals yeah, left. McCabe, McCabe does. Okay, so McCabe, McCabe's Mc, got a, a year and left. Tim, and Timmons. And Timmons, too. So, like, you might want to find a way to, like, especially if he performs like that, Connor Timmons, you might want to find a way to maybe work this guy in. Like, can, can this but guy... Lilligren's an RFA, so he's basically, like... You still, he's not a UFA. He can't walk away. No, sure. But like, would a bottom pair of Timmons and, and Lilligren be like the worst thing? You got to no. give Giordano, like we've, how many times they're both, talked they're about both right, They're both right-handed shots. I know, but you, whatever. One of them flips to the other side and yeah, where yeah. you go. Like we, how many times have we talked about Giordano? Like you can't play a 40 year old guy every fucking game for yeah, 82 no. games and expect him to be productive in the playoffs. We you talked about that. We talked about that in our season preview. It's one of the things like by the time Giordano got to the playoffs last year, he was gassed. He was completely done, man. Nothing he left. Played him into the ground last year. He's 39 years old. So as we know, anyone listening here who's an aging man, it don't get better as you get older. No. Over under how many games should Giordano play? 60. Yeah. I would say, yeah, no back to backs, maybe no West Coast road trips. You know, if they're going out to California for whatever, three games, just stay in Toronto. So un are you under the 60 or right around? No, there? I would say I would say that would probably be around there. 20 games off or 22 games off, whatever. Like that's the right, probably the but right it's, amount. It's the minutes during the game. Oh, like he plays hard. He plays hard minutes. He plays hard minutes. And I love him because He's the one guy on the team. He's he's blocking shots. Like he's blocking shots in preseason, man. I know. He, I, he's I, out here diving in front of pucks on power plays. He plays hard, and I get why the coach wants to play him. Of course. Of but course. you've got to you gotta tone it back. He can't be, be playing 15, 16, 18 minutes a night. No, gotta be smart about it. Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah. We'll move on. Klingberg leaves the game against the Sabres with tightness. Did you see Klingberg doing the interview in nothing but his underwear? No, I did not. No, I right. did not. I wish I would have had that queued up like uh like the like mark messi behind you for anybody watching on youtube it probably wasn't nearly that good but uh what do you mean just in his underwear what do you like what Not, no, no, tarp? Had, no tarp yeah no like he had a shirt on okay but but he had a shirt on but he was just wearing like just like boxer briefs but they were super tight and a little bit of a bulge well bit. 
No doubt. Okay, look, anyway. But anyway, I just they were kept showing it on TV, and I'm like, maybe, maybe put a closer camera angle there. <laughs> he he leaves the, the preseason game against the Sabres on Wednesday night early with tightness. Keith didn't elaborate on it. He said they were going to reevaluate it today. They were, it was an off day today. We're talking Thursday. We're recording this Thursday night. Probably groin. Clear conclusion. What are we uh -huh. talking about? Tightness. If you're going to have tightness somewhere, where is it going to be? You're growing. Think, think about it. Think about it. So we won't know until think think about it. We won't know until the weekend where where he stands. But if this guy's got, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going on with Klingberg? They've got him penciled in for the top power play unit, but all of a sudden, if he's got a groin injury or if something's lingering out of camp, that opens up a spot for Timmons right there. So for I don't sure. want to, I don't want to spend a ton of time on Klingberg, but do you want to chime in on that or or no? No, I mean it is what it is, man. I, I'm gonna hold all my reservations on Klingberg until until we get the season going and I see him because I didn't like the signing, but the more I kind of, I'll say this, what I've seen in preseason so far reminds me a lot of like Jake Gardner. There's a lot of upside there, but God damn, he just, he has a, he has a tendency to just go. And why would you wear Justin Hall's old number? That's. And also Dion and Dion, but you know, last year, just two double was, two, two was a whipping boy in the playoff. <laughs> two wrongs. Don't make it right. I don't know. Is Klingberg's number number three though. I don't know what he previously wore. Maybe that's just his number. I think yeah. it is. I think it is actually, but he has a ton of skill, but man, he makes a lot of crazy plays out there that he I'm, goes for. I'm not sold on Klingberg. I am willing to give the guy a chance on the yes. top power play unit to, to help that out. But anyways, we'll see, we'll see. tightness so early. Yeah, it's early, so we'll move on. We'll see. We'll get. We'll, we'll have a further update the next podcast we do on Klingberg. So I'm going to yes, go sir. here. The horny cowboy, cowboy. I can't believe I. Ju I just learned that his nickname was cowboy. By the yeehaw. way, but, uh, yeehaw is absolutely yeehaw. <laughs> giddy up, motherfucker. Easton Cowan. Everyone's talking about it like, oh, Easton Cowan, like you know, like he deserves to be with the least blah, blah, blah. No guys give figure it fucking out. He's had a great training camp. He looks awesome. This guy looks like they picked the right kid and he's going to be great for them down the road. This is not the time he goes back to the London Knights, blah, blah, blah. Same with Frazier Minton. There's another guy. So I was going to lead in here too that. It looks like the Leafs will have at least two prospects play for team Canada at the world juniors. And those will be Frazier Minton and cowboy easton mccowan absolute loss cowan, How, cowan. easton what did i say mccowan like jamie mccowan <laughs> he's also a cowboy e oh fuck what a mustache jamie mccowan Whoa. easton cowan cowboy so minton and cowan they're going back to their junior clubs i don't care what anybody says they're not making this team out of camp it's no, no. not happening no. and it's for stories though when, when oh they've it's impressive both of them but when was the last time chad that the leafs had not one but two prospects play for team canada at the world juniors because that's where those two are headed do you not agree sure but i don't think it was that long ago that this happened well name them I can't name them, but I, I'm just thinking that it can't be that long ago. Oh, I think it was a hell of a long time ago. The last least prospect that I remember playing for Team Canada was like Freddie the Goat. Maybe Freddie the Goat. Well, what about Mitch? Okay, Mitch. Mitch. 
Mitch, you played for Team Canada. Yeah, Mitch. Somebody else yeah. did. I, I don't know. If anyone knows in the YouTube comments, you can go on Google and look that up. Go ahead. Leave it there. Next show, if you guys have comments or questions, next show, we're going to get into some uh, comments and questions that you leave on the YouTube video. So put them anyway. down there. It just, I'm all I'm saying is it will be also, it will be exciting watching the world juniors with two top lease prospects potentially leading the way for Team Canada at the world juniors with Cowan and Minton. I think it's going to be, do you not think like, oh, I don't want to say it's always exciting. We've had a lot of players, I think we've had players in the past that have been like Sweden or USA or whatever, but to have it on Team Canada will be, especially the cowboy. Oh my God. He's probably, if he, plays like this he's not only going to make the world juniors he's going to be a player on that team reels could be a real stand could be too for sure yeah but he's so good this this uh preseason so i think that's going to be super exciting um yeah. anyway anything else you want to go to before we rank the seven canadian teams from who we think is at the bottom to who we think is at the top anything else you want to go to no let's do that let's get into it we why got a you, lot of stuff going on here. Um, preseason. So we are going to rank the seven Canadian NHL teams from worst to best. And we're going to start at number seven. Guaranteed the same for both of us here. Number seven for me. Lacage. Lacage. The Montreal Canadiens. Number seven on my list. Number seven on my I'm number not, seven on my list. I, I don't like the Habs. Obviously, we're Leaf fans. No, but this is like this would be my answer, even if I wasn't a Leaf fan. No, like, I they're think just they, not, are, they are the worst team out of the Canadian teams. Yep, I will say this about the Habs. Like, I think they have some good young pieces there, but they're just nowhere near ready to go. Like, I like some of the the young pieces they have there but they're just the Habs are just they're they're not there for me so an easy ranking at number seven do you want me to go to six or do you want to go to six yeah no you you go to six I feel like from six to three we're gonna be all over the place but I think our two and ones will be the same we'll see if I'm right because we did not like talk about this before we did it I just threw it at you I'm like dude rank who you think is worst to best of the seven Canadian teams and we'll talk about it so Number six for me is the Vancouver Canucks. I know a lot of people think that they might take a jump. They got Patterson and, and Hughes and Demko and Nett and whatever, but Rick Tockett behind the bench, that's hard to ignore too. I, I do like his hard-nosed style, but I just don't see it with Vancouver. I I, I don't know. I just – maybe it's because, like, they got – I know it was only a preseason game. They got pumped by Calgary 10 nothing. I know. That doesn't – that doesn't No, help. no. But then Edmonton – they only – Edmonton beat them in, in overtime last night 2-1. So it doesn't – I know it doesn't – you can't. Yeah. I, I know. It just – my thoughts it are that good. I, I, I just don't see Vancouver being there. I don't see them being a playoff team. So number six for me is the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I, I also had Vancouver at – Oh! Yeah, I had Vancouver at number six. Kind of the the same, the 10 nothing win or whatever. But it just seemed like there was a lot of stories coming out of Vancouver last year about people not liking it there. And it seems like there's something in the culture right now in, in the Canuck land that I, I just don't see the season going smooth, even with Tockett. Even which with is Rick. tough. Which is tough. That's tough. Okay, number five, Chatty. Who do you got? Number Here's five? 
Here's the things are going to get done. If, if our list is, we did not talk about this before. If we have it exactly the same, I'm going to be like, come on. Number five, I have the Winnipeg Jets. <sighs> I have the Jets, dude. And, I swear to God. All I have right. The Jets. Uh, I know the Jets are, they still have good pieces and they're supposed no, to be. That, like, that team is in shambles. But, shambles. Yeah, like, Their coach maybe, maybe hates them. Rick Bonus hates them. Rick Bonus hates them. It, maybe I'm wrong. Shifley and Hellebuck have both requested trades out of Winnipeg, right? 100%. I think, yeah. Okay. So. Like it, it can't be going good there. Plus, no. it's really hard. It's a really hard place to get free agents to go to. So you basically have to make trades to build your team or build through the draft. And I don't know, man. It just doesn't look good. Again, not bad on paper. Same with Vancouver. I don't think Vancouver's terrible on paper, but just something about it is like, oh, oh this it, is gonna suck this year. Completely disarray in Winnipeg. How many times did Rick Bonus? Go to the podium and be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with these guys. Like, uh, something's wrong here. Like, I, I they don't have – he basically called them out. He, like, no heart. Like, they just – he. how many times did Bonus call them out? Oh, he called them out all the time. Didn't he – like, someone asked him a simple question about the team, and he was like, oh, very high frustration. Very high frustration. <laughs> like, he looks like he's going to have a heart attack when he's talking about his own team. Anyway, okay, yeah. so – Okay, so we're three for three on right on the same page now. So here's where it might get a little different. So number seven, Montreal, number six, Vancouver, number five, five, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. All the same so far. I'm gonna lead us off here with number four. For me, the number four team in Canada is the Calgary Flames. Oh, okay. We're different. Okay, so you got the sends there. I have the Ottawa Senators there, and okay. I am just not okay. You go ahead and tell talk okay. About well, Calgary, I mean, tree living, leaving, and bringing like uh Conroy in to, to be the new GM. And I think there's some good things in, in Calgary. I like Mark Sturman Nett, I like Kadri up front. I think Huberto could potentially have a bounce back season. I like some of their the way they play D, whatever, but uh. I just don't see them in the upper echelon. I've kind of, I've kind of got Calgary right in the middle. I think yeah. they, could, I think they could do some good things potentially, but I wouldn't be surprised if potentially they missed the playoffs again either. So I'm kind of in the middle with Calgary. That's why I put them at number five. Okay. Yeah. No. I, and you know what? Like, um, I had them. I have them obviously at number four, and that's. Pretty much the exact same, right? The only reason I, I have Ottawa lower is because I'm not I'm not fully sold on Ottawa because of last season. I remember last season when they got Giroux and they they did all these big things and everyone's like, look out. They didn't make the playoffs and they shit the bed again. So until Ottawa actually does it, I'm just I'm not quite sold on it. Um and we'll see about Corpus Allo too. Same. And we'll so so we might as well just combine like our you our, could, our our fives and fours here so exactly so, like you could I, I could have put i could have put ottawa four and calgary what, five. Why, why do you have i'll explain why you have calgary ahead of them and then i'll give a little bit on why i think i ottawa the only reason i have calgary ahead of them is because ottawa hasn't shown me anything but calgary has like i know last season wasn't great for calgary but over the last whatever few years they've just been a team that can make the playoffs when you don't expect them to and 
you know, they can get the goaltending to do these, to go on runs, to win games, and they can surprise you with moves that they pull off. Ottawa's just never, they just haven't done that in 10 years. So I'm just not sold that all of a sudden they're going to come out and be like the third best team in the Atlantic division. I just don't, I don't know. It could happen. I hope Ottawa proves me wrong because I want the Battle of Ontario to be back. But until it happens, I'm just not sold on the Sens. I, I, I hear you, man. The reason why I put the Sens third was because I think Brady Kachuk, like you have a Kachuk in there who just plays his fucking ass off every night. Yeah, but he night. played his ass off last year. I, I, I know, but they're a year older. They still have Giroux coming back. Stutzel's a year older. I like their back end. They Chitrin back there yeah. for a full season. Um, and with the addition of Corpus Allo, I think the Sens are not a lock to make the playoffs, but they definitely will be in the mix in the Atlantic. And I'm going to tell you why just before we go here in a second, because All right. I'm not sure. But I'm just going to say this. Doesn't this sound like a lot like how people talked about the Sens last year? All sure, the moves they made, and they have Stutzel and Brady Kachuk and all this stuff, and it yeah. didn't work out. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's why. Yeah. I, place them lower for sure like well, you what have you done for you me lately? you didn't place them low like we you no, no, slip-flop like calgary ottawa flip of coin one of them could make the play they both could make the playoffs they both could miss it wouldn't surprise me but absolutely we're, we're ranking the teams here here we go two big two and one the two top dogs i think we're going to be on the same page here but maybe not you want me to go first or do you want to you go I'm going to take my Homer out of it. And uh, my number two team in Canada is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And look, the Leafs, obviously, anybody watching this podcast, you're a Leafs fan, I'm sure. Maybe not everybody, but the truth is the Leafs, over the existence of the core and just, you know, subtle changes around it and what have you. Now a new GM, but the same president, all this, yada, yada, yada. They haven't been able to get it done when it really counts. I don't include beating Tampa in six games, one playoff. Like there's just no success there. I want to see the Leafs do well. I hope they do. I think there's a chance that they could break through and do something special. Are we talking about regular season though? No, I'm I'm just talking about in, who I think is like I just who I think the best team. Well, yeah, okay, technically, yes. I right. I, I had to go to the playoffs because that's all I know. I know, right? but if we're just talking about like the best team, then it's I'm sorry, it's Toronto. It's the is the best team. The well, best I still overall. Just, I still disagree. That. So who's so who's number two for you then? Not the Toronto? Ed, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, so the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. And and that's no slack because they are super close. They are neck and neck. I just think, and I'm taking the playoffs. Out who of who it. do you, well, take, okay. If you I'm want taking to, the because of it, yeah. obviously if we put playoffs in Edmonton's won way more rounds. Who, who's, closer to, who's closer to, who's closer to, okay. Ex, I want you to explain what you were about to explain, but just answer this. Who's closer to a Stanley cup, the Edmonton Oilers or the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Dude, come on. Seriously. Well, I mean, Edmonton, I would say Edmonton's closer to a Stanley Cup, um, but it, they they are like polar opposites of each other. Not polar opposites, like they have the two best players on the planet. They have the two best players on the planet, and then like last year in the playoffs, Edmonton was getting so much from their big guys and nothing from their bottom. The Leafs in the Florida series were getting nothing from their big guys and all from their bottom. So, as a team, I think Toronto's the better team. 
they just need to get their big guys going. And Edmonton, I don't think has as deep a team. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm Dude, wrong. Dude, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Connor Brown, Zach Hyman, Nugent Hopkins. Like, are, are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay. And then what after that? Well, go through the Leafs lineup and I'll say the same thing. I think like if you have a third line and you have like William Nylander centering your third line, I think it's just a little deeper. Potentially. And, uh, defense wise, I think they're pretty similar. Man. I don't like either team's defense. Yeah, I don't like either team's defense. And goaltending, not so I, 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 I don't love either team's goaltending either. So but. I think the Leafs have a little bit more depth on forward. So they're the better team. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. That's fair. Playoffs, like, if we're going to go who's had the best record, who's gone the distance, obviously Edmonton's the best team again. I, I just think Edmonton is closer to potentially getting it done than Toronto. That's why I went with them as the best team in Canada over the Leafs. You can, who's you can got more snot? Who's got more snot? I don't know, man. Like, can't you can't – like, Kane man, is pretty good too, right? Yeah, Vander Kane is, is – yeah. Like, that guy don't – like Speaking I think Kraft I, Hockeyville, I saw Vander Keen in Belleville during Kraft Hockeyville at Boston Pizza. So at, how long ago was that? Well, whenever I think he was playing with, did he play? I think it was Ottawa and I don't know how many years ago. I know the senators were playing in the game and it was in Belleville for Kraft Hockeyville. And I went in and then right beside me, I was sitting in the bar stools and right beside me in the booth all by himself. He came in and I was happy because I wanted to watch the Ryder Cup on the TV, and they had some, like, racing going on, like NASCAR. And the waitress wouldn't change the channel, but then a Vander Kane asked if they put the Ryder Cup on, and they did it immediately. Yeah, I bet they fucking did. So I was like, thank anyway, you. Anyway, look, guys. Okay, but yeah, so that's my rankings. I have Toronto all good. number one. Okay, I have the Leafs at the second best team in the country and Edmonton at number one. You have the Leafs at number one and Edmonton at number two. So it's, again, flip a coin. Same yeah. with Ottawa, and same with Calgary. It's like, we just we'll see. It. We'll see. And if it, we're wrong, me, it don't matter. Dude, I, I love Matthews, Marner, the whole deal. But, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl, it's hard for me to, like, I think those guys are a little, like, like I just ultimately think that I they have a little think. something different in their DNA. Oh. Than Mitch and Austin, so they do one hundred percent. But I thought we're talking team. Full yeah, yeah, team. just sure, sure. I think it's very close. I think it's very yeah. close, and I, I'm looking they forward have, to the to the they games have the best. They have the better stars, but potentially think, we'll I, see. We'll I see. Think the but uh, have the better team, but we'll see. We're anyway, gonna, leave the comments below. Let us know how you rank the teams it, one to I, seven. I was just going to say that for, yeah. for sure. Leave if your you comments think, down below if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know if we're, we don't know what we're talking about. Well, we didn't agree on everything. We started out agreeing on like the bottom teams. And then as well, we got higher, we were like, no, 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 no. Because you know what? Like, I don't think you put a lot of thought into the bottom teams. You're just like, okay, Montreal is going to suck, whatever. But it's really tough when you get to Toronto and Edmonton. And yeah, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Like you said, you took your Homer Homerism out of it. I was kind of like, well, we're a Leaf podcast, so... I might as well say Toronto. Yeah, no, I get that, but I'm I'm just being more, you know, like what I, I actually think is like what team might go further and what team could finish sure. higher in the standings and what have you. But anyway, guys, one last thing I'm going to say to you, Chad, is before we go, I know we're running a little long here than normal, but That's okay. Andre Vasilevsky underwent. Don't know if you caught this or not. I did. Andre Vasilevsky underwent back surgery this afternoon. Will miss eight to 10 weeks what an absolute blow to the tampa bay lightning i 
we were talking about Ottawa being potentially a playoff team. That is an absolute huge blow to Tampa. They're a good enough team, I think, to overcome that. But who's fucking playing net for them? That could open a, a, a window for a team like Buffalo or for a team like Ottawa. But what I ultimately was going to say there is what are the chances that Martin Jones gets claimed off waivers because they're going to have to send him down to clear like so basically like you you can't yeah, send I never Wall, I never thought about that but you can't send Wall down you you can't lose a young guy that could potentially be your starter they cannot do it no, he no. will he will get claimed but now that Vasilevsky's injured is if there's not a better goalie out there than Marty Marty Jones is going to have to clear waivers well, that's the thing though all the most teams have a goalie they have to send down not most, but a lot of the teams will. So if there is a better goalie than Martin Jones, he will get claimed. The thing is, is that like once you claim them, then you can send them down to the minors. It's so stupid. So I would just claim like, there, some team will just be like, I'll take them and throw them down the minors in case we have a goalie injury. Tampa might do that. Anyway, well, that, sucks, gonna, that sucks for Vasilevsky because he's he's been the best goalie in the world. Oh, it sucks for, for Tampa, really, because yeah, like they could Tampa. like he might not be back before Christmas. Their season could be over, over. You don't but, think that? You don't think that Tampa can win without him? I think like, they absolutely. Think they can, I think they can stay course, in the fight until. No, of course, that. I think. Of course, I think they can. But I think it's yeah. gonna if it's Brian Elliott playing that, like maybe not. Like yeah, I don't, they've never had to deal with this. Like Vasilevsky's no. been injured before, but not not two months. No, so I think it wow. like it's like yeah. Do I think they'll stay in it and be in the mix? I think so, but I think an injury like this really opens the door for a team like Buffalo, a team like Ottawa to climb up. And it, who knows? Like we'll get it. We'll get in more as we get going towards the end of preseason yeah. about where our thoughts of the Leafs potentially winning the Atlantic and all that stuff. But anyway. I think that's about it for tonight, guys. Again, just right. before we go, just before I throw it to chat here to sign off, if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. We would really appreciate it. It really helps us out. We will be bringing you all kinds of great Leafs content all season long. Chatty, take it away. All right, everybody, for the Tippet Maple Leafs podcast, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Tippet Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hit like and subscribe and leave a comment while you're on YouTube. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the tip in podcast and email us the tip in podcast at gmail.com and Patreon, Patreon, oh, right. And we have our Patreon. Uh, if you go to patreon.com backslash the tip in Maple Leafs podcast, you can donate whatever you want. We have a couple packages there if you want to select one, but if you want to do we got uh, a couple beautiful packages, cooking beautiful there. packages there. If you donate a certain amount, we all will thank all our Patreon subscribers on the podcast, every episode. And, um, yeah, for as little as a cup of coffee, you can really help out the show. We invest the money back into the show so that we can keep doing this. Cause we don't really get anything for doing this. We just do it for the love of the game. That's it. But anyway, for the tip and Maple Leafs podcast, I'm Chad. I'm Dale. And we will. Let's go Blue Jays. Get one of those wild card spots, boys, so we get some postseason baseball in the T dot. We'll catch well, it you. It won't be in the T dot. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, they'll be yeah. going to or they'll be going to Minnesota or they'll be going to Tampa Bay. One of those things, hopefully. But uh, look, guys, we'll be game. back. We'll we'll be back to back against the Habs this weekend, Friday night, Saturday night. Chad and I will be back Saturday night to break down those two pre Sunday games. night. Saturday night? Sunday night. 
Sunday night. Okay. So we'll talk about that one. Anyway, guys, (laughs) we'll be back sometime over the weekend to break down those two games against the Habs. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Yep. Thanks for watching guys. Thanks for listening. Take care. Have a good weekend. We'll catch you later. Catch you later.